0: Hey, thank you for coming back and joining us for part two of segment four of our series. There is a sound, are you the sound or just noise? We are joined today um, by Hassan Purdy, David Robinson, Devin Eberhard and Rashad Brown. I am Teresa Lyons-Smith, the founder and director of Loa Light on the Hill and Loa Live. And man, segment one was just so full so filling um, and so we're going to jump right in for segment two. We, we are simply hearing the heart and the mindset um, and the thoughts from what, you know, America and the world foolishly have um, falsely deemed, you know, these, these kings as some noise, and, and so we're finding out sitting here tonight that they, we knew it, but we're hearing it from their mouth. And quite frankly, they've got it all wrong, all wrong. And so thank you for joining us. Uh, We're going to jump right back in and we're going to start this portion of our segment. We ended with um, talking on the point of being an example um, to others and and specifically like to to your children. Um, But then we heard from Rashad, who uh, is an officer, and he was saying how he was unfortunate enough to have that example, so he had to self-teach a lot of things, and a lot of it was trial and error. And so I want to uh, just pick right back up, and I want to ask a question, because we were talking about identity, and um, one of the statements that was made was, uh, that black men are not taught to really be honest um and so the question that i want to ask is david had mentioned some things um i'm just so full right now david had mentioned a statement earlier when we were talking about the noise and he made a statement that says some of some of us have been the noise um and so what I want to start this segment out by asking is, do you think or what, what would be helpful to transition from the noise to being a sound and an effective sound? Um, Hassan mentioned uh, made a statement earlier about all of these men have just spoken um profoundly regarding really being the both sides of the fence the noise and the sound Um, and and the missing example and so how how do you we've heard some of the thoughts about how you get attracted to become the noise how do you transition how do you even begin to change the mind uh to know that there there is another
1: sound From the noise? I I believe it's a mix of what Dev and Hassan had to say. Um, Dev was speaking on loving yourself. And you can't, first of all, you got to know who you are. And so you got to know your purpose to begin to really love yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You got to know what you're put here for outside of what you do. Sort of like what you said, um, finding your niche. I believe niche equals purpose. You know what I mean? Finding what you're put here for. Not just about money because you can make all the money at a job in the world and not be happy and filled. You know what I mean? And then it's like Hassan was saying, um, basically being an example for the next generation. You know, everything that we was taught that we see is wrong, we have to be the opposite of that for the next generation to come. you know what i mean like showing your sons
2: they're at the age now they're looking at everything you do now. i think they call something too i think like having these groups and discussions is good because today day and age everything is about the trend so like my man said when you see the cars and the flashiness that's mm-hmm. what you want to seek to so we come together as black men and see like this trend is cool this is this is cool it's cool to be on a straight straight road I think more people would tend to like it, but it's just the fact that people scared to the voice their opinion, mm-hmm. so everybody go to what's trendy. We gotta make this cool, this trendy. I mm-hmm. think once we come together and all solid men could show like this is where it's at, then more people will come along because everybody just wanna ride the wave of what's, what they think is hot. Connect this to is something. Connect to something, yeah. and this is cool. So we gotta keep showing the youth and everybody, it's cool to express yourself. It's cool to be doing the right thing. I think we can get more people to be the same, when we make it look cool. So then I want to
0: ask a question. What hurts you?
2: Oh, it's a lot of things, but what, what hurts me is is, 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 you know, being judgmental when you don't know somebody. You know, you judge them because the color of their skin before they open their mouth, or because they ain't got expensive clothes on. So just what hurts me is just judge, judgment before I can even show you who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, for example too, like, I'm a personal fitness trainer. Well, I'm a cop. So certain people, when they find out I'm a cop, they're looking at me sideways and stuff like that. And it's like, Dev know me as a child when we grew up together, so he know the type of guy I am. So somebody that don't know me, it's like, you judge me because I got this blue uniform on too, on the other side. But then if you didn't know me, you'd be shaking my hand. So the thing that irritates is the judge. You should be judged off your character. uh, How you really treat people, not just from your job or or whatever the statue is, or your clothes you wear, you should be judged of how you act. Can I ask this brother a question?
1: Yes, yeah. Okay, as an African-American cop, right? It's tough, we call it black and blue. Yeah, (laughs) and and see, I know a lot of of our our people anger with cops, especially with, I'm gonna say black cops, Mm -hmm. is like you, my question to you is, I know you've probably, how long you been a cop? 10 years. So I know you've seen a lot. So do you take the stand when you see wrong? Or do you like, because that's the continual argument. And I think that people need to, like, brothers like you, I was excited when I found out that you was going to be here, man. Because that's a question that needs to be answered. And a a lot of us need to see, you know what I mean, and
2: hear what a brother like you that's see what happens is too and a lot of the things is glorified too so it's corruption everywhere you know you got bad teachers molesting kids and if that teacher bad it's oh so and so is bad you got doctors who who doing fraudulent things and it's that doctor bad but when you got one cop it's like yo forget all the police and that's not true so the thing about it is it's glorified that some cops is corrupted everything But believe it or not, and I'm speaking from the heart because I grew up in the hood, so I know. Like I said, I even lost my mother. Mm -hmm. A lot of that don't go on around you. It it can, but a lot of that don't. But it just when it's glorified, it's a big magnitude, Mm -hmm. um, a light right on it. But pretty much, like if I see it, it would get checked, it would get addressed, and I know a lot of people that actually will address it too. But it's a lot of clickish, and that's the bad thing too. So pretty much, if you you know. You really like a a cop that's doing some some funny stuff too. It tends not to go across your eyes because you just separate yourself from that person. It's almost like the streets, like you know, you got that guy that's really doing some bad stuff and he could jeopardize your freedom. You tend to stay away from. Right. So like you do take the stand, but a lot of times they get dismissed because you tend just to stay away from that person. And and, okay,
1: is it okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So and another part of that question is. How many cops that are like you know that's black or whatever that you know um honestly steps back because of fear is it a lot of us who actually like look i'm not even gonna say anything about what i see or even or even i, I may even help that like mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of i've been done dirty Absolutely. you know what i'm saying in my years growing up you know on master street i, I was done dirty by a lot of cops that look like me you know what right, i'm saying right. i knew they names, they knew mine and they catch you, and they do what they do. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, a lot—is it a lot of them that you know that are stand up? Is it more that are stand up than the cowards, or is there more
2: cowards than the stand up? You got—you got, you got a lot of cowards. You got cowards. Real, real. But, but it is—it is some stand up guys. Okay. And believe it or not, like I said, it's the cliqueish—the stand up guys stay away from the cowards. Okay. Okay. So it pretty right. much, like like you take the stand if you if if you around it. But pretty much, like, you just let them guys just go their way, you go your way. Like, I can control within my circle. I can't control the old department. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, but you do got a lot of stand-up guys. And even prior to getting on the force, like I said, I was from the streets. I just happened to not get locked up or anything, right? But... I went through the same trials and errors that everybody right. else went through. Right. Same thing and everything. And right? I think
1: that'd be the hurtful thing, man. Because yeah. a lot of nowadays, yeah. you see a lot of yeah. cops that be
2: straight from so I'm gonna where tell you, you from. And the reason why I, I took the oath to get on, because I got tired of people complaining about the cops. I wanted to be the change. you the change. So if you're so you complaining about the, the criminal justice system, be the lawyer, be mm. the DAs. So, pretty much like that. said, I can't change the world, but I can change. Was within my reach, so I took the job just for the change. I wanted to be the change. Right. Start with me, and that's why I took it. Respect him, to you, believe it or that not. That is profound. Respect to you, believe it or not. Like I said, there's a lot of stand up guys too. It's just the bad apples get magnified. Yeah,
0: that is profound. And interestingly enough, you said something, David, earlier in segment uh, part one of this segment where when I mentioned black on black crime and it's actually something that I've been saying um and and shockingly I have gotten a lot of slack for saying it and that is that I'm a little disappointed in us Mm -hmm. because and and I'm saying this from a different dynamics right I'm saying this as a black woman I'm saying this as a mother and I'm saying this as as a minister, as an evangelist. I'm a little disappointed in us because all of my life, you know, what I I see this cycle of when we see these things being magnified, right? Because that was one of the things that you said, and you just said the same thing in a, in a, it's pertaining to another area, and that is that is black on black crime really more than any other crime or is it just being put in the forefront more as a distraction because you know um, it's not the only crime you know And, and so I've been disappointed in us as black people and to be more specific I've been disappointed in the church because I keep seeing a cycle of, we see the issue, we know why the issue is, but we are we have become okay with just saying, oh, but that's just the way it is. That's just what happens. They do that because. So it makes it hard for me to hear certain people even offer solution When at the end of the day, I pose the question, okay, well, so what have you done? Mm -hmm. When is the last time you put yourself in the same space as these people that are deemed as the problem? You understand what I'm saying? And I think that's where some of that survival of the fittest mindset comes in. (laughs) Excuse me, the, the crab in the bucket mentality. You know what I mean? Um... Because quite honestly, I don't think, I just don't feel like we are doing enough. We being those of us who know better, those of us who can, those of us, you it doesn't even have to be about stuff. You might not have a, as the old folks say, a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. But if you have information that you can offer that will challenge somebody's mindset, challenge somebody's thought. And I think part of the strategic part of the strategic weapon against us from the door has been if I can keep enough chaos amongst you all then you'll never hear each other, right? So at what point do we take the responsibility to say... I don't, I don't want to just sit back and be aware anymore. Like, I want to offer something that can contribute to change, even if it's to one person. What? At what point do we, when, when do we get to that point?
3: That's what I was going to say for a second. When he's like, uh, how the force is like, certain areas picked up, and you know you got some solid people, and you got the other type that's not solid. So just like we were saying before, like lead by example, like we got show a younger generation. If you know somebody, you know there's always somebody that's willing to listen, that's different. Absolutely. So as being solid, would you grab one that want to listen? Absolutely. And carry them and show them, and then they might take it back to their area, to Ooh. their group, and then it triple, it triple down effect level. Because right. everybody not gonna listen, but there's some people that will listen. So you might just got find that one and everybody that's solid, take a chance finding one that might, let because everybody's attracted to somebody, Absolutely. you understand? Right. For different reasons. So knowledge, the way you carry yourself, you know, all types of things. And you might even get one of them, and you get in that person error, and then it trickles down, and that person goes back to their yeah. name to you know, what they deal with.
0: Devin, what hurts you?
4: jungle with gorillas and I can't tell my folks when I see a kid with Down syndrome. It's not that I can't, but it, like you said, what it hurt it hurts that that it feels like I can't. Because mm. I'm not scared to be me. You mm. know what I'm saying? But it took a long time for me to get to that point of not being able to be like yo, I used to hide the fact that I like to sing. Mm. When I would be if I felt like I was in a certain environment where I felt like people knowing I like to sing with show weakness, I would, I would hide it. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't until I start being open about it that I met genuine people right. who was like, yo, you can sing, that's lit. When I need a shorty and I want to impress, I'm gonna call you, like like whatever. Right. But it didn't feel like corn. Right. And that's why I say it's it's a lot, it it's start internally. Like as like much as we want to change like the world, it's a certain level of self-confidence you have to have to be able to deal with the scrutiny that's going to come with you being you. Because when I when I, a transition, I mean, I'm still transitioning, but even in tra- my transition now, I tell certain guys, like, they like, hey, Dad, what's up? What you been up to? I mean, I'm working. They laugh, like, working. Like, a 9 to 5? Yeah. It's like some people, because they want to keep you Mm. And I had to, you know, come to a point of realizing, like, part of the reason that we experience so much rejection and so much disappointment and fake love is because we don't allow each other to be genuine. Wow. Right. Like, I guess for me, I just want, like you said, from to answer your question and keep it on topic, it just hurts to feel like you have to censor who you are to be accepted by society when society is supposed to be about being free to be you. But society says that but does the total opposite. Yeah. Like, it's so much about what people see as opposed to, you know, what it is somebody it's can social. see me and see tattoos or for example. My stepson, 18 years old, right? One of his friends says, we was at the party. Um, I was sharing on the, you know, the kid's party. One of his friends was like, um, Dad, you got to be track right here. And for the older audience, track is somebody refers to as someone who sells drugs, right? And I was offended. Um, I was offended because that's not who I am. Yeah. You know? And I was also disappointed because like Hassan was saying, when, they, when his friends see designer clothes or this or that, they automatically associate it with this. And it's what? like, i worked hard. So I have 13, 14, 15 hours a day. And even further than that, why I say it, it starts with self is because I'm to a point now where I'm not happy because I realized that everything that I thought I found happiness in ain't it. I used, to, I used to be happy if I was feeling down and I went to the mall and spent X amount of on sneakers or whatever, I thought I was happy. But now it's like after doing that over so much time, I got a closet full of design stuff and then none of them mean nothing. And it's because of the fact that I allow so much time to go by thinking that, like he said, we are we people that follow the trends. And a lot of the people, a lot of the reason that people are dealing with the identity crisis they're dealing with is because they never allot the time to find out who they are because they spend all their time keeping up. Mm. They spend all their time fitting in. And I spent a lot of my time doing the same thing. That's where ugly one derives from. It really derives from me realizing that I wasn't loving myself the way I thought I was. And the things that I thought mattered didn't. Because when it was gone, so was my happiness. And that's not, happiness is not circumstantial. Or it shouldn't be. Um, I believe one time I was watching a vlog. Will Smith and Jada was speaking on how one day he had a conversation, as messy as the situation may be, he brought up something real. He said that they had, they arguments would constantly be about you're not making me happy and I'm not making you happy. But then the realization had to be, I can't make you happy because you're not happy with yourself. and the, And all my efforts are in vain because... Everything I'm doing, I'm doing with the genuine purpose of making you happy. But where your happiness lies is not in anything that I'm doing. So when I'm going, crossing these eyes, and and crossing these seas and dying these eyes, it essentially means nothing because it's a bunch of, you know, empty space. And so, like I said, I just will hope that we can get to the point of Loving ourselves first so that we can feel comfortable being the standard or being the difference. Like, for a long time, I wore, you know, and this is sharing my personal story. But this is what I do this purposely because I feel like men need to start getting comfortable with being able to be honest and be transparent, right? So, right now, I'm sitting here at the table without a hat on, right? For years, I slept with a hat on like went to bed at night with a hat on. It wasn't, and people in the streets always saw me with a different hat. So it was always like, yo, your hat game is crazy. You got every fitted in the world. Nobody knew that it was my insecurities about the shape of my head that why I had so many hats. Well, wow. I didn't have hats because I love hats that much. At the time I was spending my last $28 on a fitted. But if I thought it would conceal my scars wow. and my hurt, I was cool with that. Wow. Half the people that I hurt and did stuff to in the streets wasn't because I wanted to. Half the time, having the heart I had, I felt bad. But I concealed it because it's not taught that it's okay to be like that. To be we 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 confuse what being soft and being sweet is. And I and it took for a girl to break that down to me. She said, every girl wants a guy that's sweet. No girl wants a guy that's soft. The sweet part is letting your girl know she's beautiful, giving her the compliments, the flowers for no reason. We don't feel comfortable with those things or we lack in those things because we associate those things with being soft or being weak. But when we take the time to just come outside the box, outside of the box that society wants us to think in, and just become, start to find out who you are, experiment in life and find out who you are and become true to yourself, you'll be able to be true to somebody else.
0: I want to ask David and Hassan what hurts them, but I want to say this first. One of the things that um, when I go out and I speak to uh, women at different conferences, um, I have been accused of uh, being a woman basher, which I find hilarious seeing how I am one, you know, Um, but just, I always say that my son is and was very instrumental in, he was the person who God really began to teach me um, what it meant. To be loved unconditionally and so I had this little person who and I tell the story sometime how when he was all of about three and I was in like one of the darkest moments in my life and this little brown boy picked it up about me and like I literally had came home and in my mind it was like I do not, I don't want to die, but I don't wanna like I don't know how to keep living. I don't want to live. And this little boy came over to me and said, come on mom. Come on. And I said, I called him Mr. I said, Mr. Come where? He turned around and looked at me and he said, I don't know, just keep coming. So as a mother, I have, it started as being a mother. But what it did was it gave me a love for men. And in particular, the black man. Because what I saw, and always take my mind back to It pains me to see how you all, on purpose, was born to lead, but how on a day-to-day basis you have to push and fight sometimes each other To do what is just innate in you to do. That has got to be frustrating. So I always tell women and even young women when they come want to talk to me about relationships and things like that. um, One of the best things that I feel like. Greatest gifts uh, you can ever give a man who you say you love. Is to let that man. Man be who he is because and not according to what you want him to be but according to who he is and the reason I say that is because I feel that one of the things you guys are constantly challenged with is the weight of of expectation. And oftentimes, most of the time, it's unrealistic expectations, right? So we say things like, I want a man to love me for me. I want a man that's going to take care of me emotionally. and and," But how can we put that demand on you all when we are not willing to nurture you? See, because a woman really... And I share this, you know, the woman was born with the influential anointing, right? That's her gift, influence. The man, the king, was born and created with the authoritative anointing. That authority is your gift. It is your God-given, on-purpose gift. And it pain excuse me, it pains me to watch the world put demands and expectations on your gift, but don't want you to really come into full fruition of your gift. Am I making sense? So one of the things that um I purpose to do, even in my own life, I didn't get married until I was 48 years old, um, and as, and I say this with all love, because everybody knows I love, I love me some Raphael, I love my husband, but the thing that I feel like is one of the greatest contributions that as a woman I can offer to him is not to try to change who he is but to just accept him for who he is and find my moments and my places that it is intended for me to, because of the influence that a woman has, it is our, our when, when God created Eve out of Adam, it was literally to help usher Adam into his purpose and who he was intended to be. So I watch a lot of hurt when I, when I see you all, right? You all being men in general and black men. Um, and it is painful. It's painful to watch the weight thrown on you, the demand for you to carry it, but then the constant nipping at your ankles. Right? do y'all feel like that sometimes tell me if I'm perceiving it wrong because I keep, I speak up about it because I keep telling women if you really want a real man then that means you're going to have to remove these unrealistic expectations <laughs>
1: and I think that's from all all angles you know yeah. as far as women um, you figure your brothers you know people that you're supposed to be able to look to and find strength and end up you know and you because, like, Dev mm. like, we don't want to see you get further, you know, that mentality yeah. that we had. But then, of course, you know, it's the racial thing. So, it's like, yeah. as black men, we looking at it from all angles. Like, women are being told, like, literally, our women are being told that we aren't men, yeah. don't respect them. Yeah. Our men are being told to be feminine being taught. Go ahead, be feminine. It's okay because if you remove him, break the gas What Pastor Troy call it? The, the seed? The, the one who holds the seed? Yeah. The seed holder? Once you once you take him out of any culture, you take the male out. And That's the sad part and that's the part that, that, that's what hurts me. It's crazy like you start talking about it because it goes, that's what hurts. You know what I mean? And the other part that hurts me Personally it is purpose. Like I struggle and like I must be transparent. You talk about transparency. Bro, my struggle is literally every day, Lord, and i let letting you down. Like, I feel like you have something for me, but I don't feel like I fit in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'm different and I feel like I'm a misfit. And it's like, whenever I take them steps to go towards my purpose, I feel like I'm not, I get back. So it makes me go into a hole. And like, you know, like I work all day. Like my days start, I'm up seven. I probably won't be in the crib till like 1.30, 2.30 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Yesterday, like yesterday was my mom's um, birthday. And the way I dealt with that day and the way I deal with my issues is just, you. Everything I got to do, because you got to work, you got to be a father, got to be a husband, got to make sure everything is taken care of. So, you know what I'm saying? That's just that's just me.
0: I want to ask you what hurts you, um, but I want to ask this question first: Do you all feel like if you were given the safe space, that you would be more open about your feelings?
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Do you feel like that, Devin? If you were given a safe space, that you would be more open about your feelings, your thoughts. Well, I can't say That's problem, mm-hmm.
4: Let's just being honest. That's a struggle.
3: me right what hurt you um what hurts me it ain't nothing too personal it is that um the only thing that might hurt me is, is working too much and you know, worrying about the wrong stuff instead of spending more time with my family and also me expecting everybody to give out the same thing i give out.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: that's what hurt me the most by as far as according to dealing with people i can deal with everybody accordingly but the only thing that really bothers me is like, you know, being so worried about securing a better future for my family and not spending enough time as I should be. And secondly, is like, you know, giving all the wrong people the right chances and the right opportunities and expecting it back.
0: So, is the hurt that you give it out or the hurt that is not reciprocated? It's not reciprocated. And I think that's part of what creates that space and that mindset and that feeling that Devin just honestly shared, which is I can't say that if you create the safe space now that it would make me more open, you know. Um, And that's sad to me. You know... um, And that's why it's it's sad to hear things, you know, you you feel like you got to prove something in the house and you got to prove something out the house and and that has got to be tiring to feel like every day you got to prove not only that you exist, but that you have a right to exist, right? So you said something about purpose. And this is what I would offer to to all of y'all. It's something that helped me. Um, which most people are shocked to find out when I say certain things. Like, I was not one of those people who had low self-esteem. I had none. Um, I struggled for a long time trying to and i believe that that's part of why for for what i do i have such a passion and compassion for it because i know what it feels like to try to find the place of affirmation that okay wow i really do belong here so one of the things That changed my life was when God began to deal with me about purpose. And it's something that I say every time I end a segment or when I'm out speaking or whatever I do. And I tell people that purpose is not just what we have or what we do, right? And I believe that the war and the weapon that's always been raged against the black man in particular has always been to fight his understanding that purpose is not just what you have and what you do; it literally is who you are. And that's what I would submit to you guys that to walk away even tonight with is that purpose is is undoing your purpose, having your purpose, understanding what your purpose is, and then doing it, that's here. The first part happens here. And so oftentimes, as people in general, we feel unfulfilled because we jump in trying to grab something and do it here, but we miss the main part. And that is the understanding that no matter what you do, what you've done, no matter what goes wrong, no matter no matter what, because you are God's creation, your very existence is purpose. And if you understand, and I think if that's the message that we give and help people understand, in particular, these these young black men who have no idea who they are. Therefore, they have no idea of the value of their existence and why it is so easy for them to wipe another person out of existence is because they were never taught and are not told the very fact that you are breathing represents purpose. It represents life. Like, you are purpose, When I got that, what it made me do was be more willing to find out more about who I was. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm saying to you four phenomenal, amazing, purpose-filled black men, purpose is... Who you are. Which means. Even in your lowest state. and your lowest place. You got something to offer. You have something to offer. You have something to offer. Like nothing about you is a mistake. Nothing about you is is. Nothing about your existence. Is a mistake the good, the bad, the ugly, the trials, none of it is a mistake. And I believe that the more the man is encouraged to understand that, they will realize you have no choice but to offer that. So my hope, my prayer, is that God would create I don't care if it's in a one-on-one conversation. I don't care if it's through an organization or if it's on the job or, or, you know, in passing. It doesn't matter where it is. My prayer is that God would every day create the space and opportunity for you guys to plant that thought and that revelation In the mindset of somebody else. And like Hassan said, because if you tell somebody, help them understand that, yo, dude, like, yo, the fact that you exist is indicative of purpose. Like, and they go tell somebody else, then when we look at each other, if we don't see nothing else, whether we understand it or not, we will see purpose and i believe we would not we would be it would it would take a little more to you would have to think twice about taking that life it's kind of hard to look purpose right in the face and destroy it right would you agree
1: yes
0: so i'm challenging i'm challenging the four of you four is the number of creation and I'm challenging the four of you to walk away from this dialogue intentionally purposing to help somebody else on a day-to-day basis understand that you are purpose. What you're going to do with it? You're going to be a sound. Or well, you going to be part of the noise. What you going to do with it? What you going to do with it? Are you willing to be changed, part of the change? No matter what? To go into the places that ain't really popping the dome and to go say the hard thing to the hardest of the person who don't want to hear it? You willing to do that? Are you willing to be that person? You willing to be that person? Hassan, you you willing? Because all it takes is a willing mind. I want to hear your final thoughts and just think. There's so much more that could be said, honestly. There's so much more that could be said. and so much more that needs to be said. But I think this is a great start. Um... And I just really appreciate you guys more than y'all will ever know. Just for sharing.
2: Well, my final thoughts, like, I'm glad to be here. Like, to be honest, my dad called me and my dad was like, my mom's doing a podcast, you want to join. Me. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool because, you know, I got some other stuff to do. i traveling. I just moved to Delaware. So I'm like, it got came to the time where I'm like, ah, I really don't want to be here. And after sharing this and hearing their thoughts hearing everybody's thoughts. Like, I really left with a sudden I'm glad that I was here today and I think it was meant for me to be here today Absolutely. as well to hear everybody's story. So I'm really like thankful of you too. And I'm glad that I came here and uh, I really took a lot from this whole. you know what I'm saying? Thank you. Your final thoughts? I, yeah. I appreciate the
3: opportunity
4: it's the invitation. goes off to you for, you know, stepping out, out there, because I think these platforms and these opportunities are a big part of, you know, what we need to start a change. Um, and again, I just think, you know, appreciate you for having me.
1: But here to show the hood that you can be yourself man like i just want to encourage you bro like just listening to you talk and like me knowing you i would have never thought all that stuff but bro you you're original man trust me if people are looking to you all that stuff you said you come from the jungle you in the jungle bro it's because you gotta you represent what being yourself is man you already do and I'm going to encourage you, man. I just want you to be encouraged, man. Don't let nothing mental, don't let nothing stop you from feeling like you can't just be yourself no matter who you that. That's your call. Wow. So, salute to you. I love you, my lady.
3: I appreciate the invite. Thank you. All right. Um, my final thoughts is, I'm, I'm happy that I can. Honestly, to be honest, it was me, me and me, when they said it was going to be a police officer here, me coming from where I come from, to be honest, I'm like, I won't talk to no cop, to be completely honest. But then in my mindset, I was like, you know, if we want different for everybody, then we got to think different and move different. So, you know, I'm glad I came. It was nice to meet you. Salute to you too, brother. appreciate it. Seriously, man.
0: I would like to thank you again for joining us for this part two of segment for There is a Sound. Are you the sound or just noise? And I would encourage you to watch both, both segments, part one and part two, and watch it more than once. You have to um, because if you heard what I heard, There is no way in the world that we should not be campaigning for men and like men that they have the platform to tell the world who they are and not the other way around. Because the truth is, they are the sound. By nature, they are the sound. And so it would behoove us to put them in their rightful places where they belong so that we can benefit the way that God intended thank you for joining us again we are lower light on the hill and lower live you can reach us by email one on the hill at gmail.com or by calling 484-463-7178 you can find us on youtube teresa lyons hyphen smith Forward slash Loa, the podcast, Anchor uh, FM, and several other platforms for the podcast. And I'm I'm saying it again, just just watch it, just soak it in several times, uh, so that we can be charged. We can be charged to put these men and those like them in their rightful place. And I will say this last thing to these men sitting here and to any man who is watching, I dare you to take the mindset that you don't need nobody else's permission to matter. You matter because you exist and God don't make no mistake. I don't care whether you are in church or not. You are a man who was created on purpose By purpose and for purpose, because you yourself are purpose. God bless you and join us again. Thank you.